Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome. Good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon, Sandipa. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag From Coach to Coach. Hashtag We Talk on Mondays. This is your host, Francisco. It's another episode, as I said, and today we have Sandipa, a coach, fellow coach of uh, where we met together in uh, one of our symposium. Uh, she's based in Nepal. And let's see what her, is her story. Welcome, Sandipa. Thank you, Francisco. Thank you for the opportunity. It's always nice. It's always have a, it's a pleasure as well, as well, as well not to have a, a coach like Sandipa in our episode, in our community. Sandipa, this is your time. To, well, not time. This is your chance to tell us our story to our uh, audience. So tell us. Uh, Francisco, you talked about uh, coaching, but uh, I'm from Nepal. Let me start. And yeah. uh, I'm from this small, beautiful country, Nepal. And I did my hospitality yes. management, you know. Uh, but before that, I was doing engineering because I come from a family of engineers. I so see. that was the expectations for me. And then after one and a half years, I realized it was not my cup of tea. Maths mm -hmm. was not for me. Yeah, okay. And then I moved to hospitality. I loved it uh, because I was passionate about it. I had interest in things I wanted to do in hospitality. So I did my hospitality management from Switzerland. And then I started working there as well. And after a certain time, I came back to Nepal, started working in sales and marketing in the hotel in Nepal, Crown Plaza. So while working at the hotel, I, I think it's on me that I realized there was a gap in the mm -hmm. uh, manpower in terms of hospitality, uh, hospitality graduates in Nepal. There was a gap because most of the positions were filled by foreigners. It was almost 23 years back, not now. Wow. So uh, we identified the gap. And then uh, again, as my career changed direction, as I got married and I was about to be a mother, mm -hmm. so I could not devote uh, all those long hours to the hotel. So I decided to take the break. Yes. But being the personality A type, I couldn't sit, do nothing. So I, along with another three members, we thought of opening a hospitality school in Nepal. So we started a first private hotel management college in Nepal, and uh, it's been running for the last 20 years called Silver Mountain. And I thought my life was set. You know, mm -hmm. I was happy what I was doing. I was an entrepreneur. I was in mid-level management. Since it was the first thing, I was getting interviews at televisions and radio, and I thought, this is my career I want in life. Yeah. But as they say, you are in between jobs all the time, <laughs> even if it is your own, you know. <laughs> so though it was my own company, but fate decided something else. So my husband is in international development. So he uh, got an offer in U.S. to work with the World Bank. So all of us decided to move. And during that time, I just made career as my center of everything. And I decided not to move with him. And I uh, sat in Nepal for almost a year uh, trying to figure out things. But it was difficult on a long distance relationship, and especially when my kid was just growing up. He was just six years old. Yes. So I decided to join him. And while joining, the people in my country 
most of them, they said, you are already in mid-manager level and you have a lot of experience and you'll get whatever you want. And you are going, uh, I was living next to Bethesda where the Marriott headquarters were and they said, it is easy piece of cake. Yeah, yeah. So when I reached there, I realized that it was not thing because I have to prove to the market I was planning to work to. So I did my coaching certification, but still nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then somebody told me volunteer is big thing in US. I was always volunteering back in Nepal. And then I started volunteering for the pre-release center in Maryland, which is like where the people who have been, uh, you know, um, been sent to prison uh, for years and when they are coming out, there is a system that these people are helped by career coaches to mm-hmm. find jobs, write resumes, go online and all. And that was my career coaching journey started officially, though I was doing coaching to my students in Nepal as well. So first, my first client was very interesting. He was going to be out in six months after serving 25 years in prison. So he had no clue about how the online world worked outside. It was quite challenging. I was a bit scared as well. But as the time went on, he was a wonderful human being. And I worked along with him. You know, And it was more very satisfying that what I was doing. And then that time also big realization dawned upon me uh, because I thought there are so many people like me who are changing tracks in their careers and then they are moving around the world, especially in expats and executives, like they are moving from one city to another city and trying to find an identification because, you know, it's a with the work-life balance, but we still have the better half moving along with you and there is always a question mark of career identity. So I started working there. And it, um, so uh, then I got the job at the George Washington University because someone who was working with me saw how I worked and performed. And I think I proved in the American market that I could work. Yeah. And I started working with the George Washington University. I started volunteering with the World Bank Family Network, which is the as member around 5,000 members. And over the years, I became a president of the family worldwide network as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started doing coaching and started career volunteering there with other members. So it's been a fruitful journey. And since then, I've not looked back. I have a thousand people, thousand and more people who are similar, have similar stories, leaving the place known and just going, being uprooted, going to new places and helping people find their niche, helping them to find their self more than their careers. So that's my story, you know. (laughs) So it's been 23 years doing that. Yeah. I like what you said find your identification it's like uh, at the end and i I hearing from your stories like you had uh, decisions to make you have to prove a lot in order to you know to to reach what you what you what you want and regardless of the expectation of others more about your expectation yeah and then you had said about the you had a big realization in order to when you were coaching this individual who were we're now looking for a new opportunity in, her, in his life, right? And again, find your identification. And I think that's what we, 
we have here in in the journey of of an individual you know, that we have a lot of things happening and we have to embrace it we have to embrace it the way we we should or we think now on other times uh, for some reason we don't see it that way you no know, and that's the the decision that we have to take right So now in Sandipa where is Sandipa now? Uh Sandipa is at that uh, point in life where I am much satisfied. Mm-hmm. I have decided to slow down because uh, for me I realized doing coaching over the years that I made career as my sole identity and my life. Yes. And that was the biggest mistake i think most of us do that we run we are after stress and all and then when that realization dawned upon me i realized i need to slow down and enjoy other parts of life like family you know friends yeah my social life my spiritual well-being and my physical well-being you know and i'm devoting a lot of time on that slowing down with life and maybe it is with the age as i have a lot of grace now so i have realized that mm-hmm. i need to uh, you know enjoy life so i'm in that position now and i love uh, being there helping people supporting them and more than supporting as coach i think i understand you know what people go through in their leadership and career cycle journey because i've been there and done that so i think i am right now doing all these things taking one day at a time Uh, and enjoying life you know so that is i'm practicing what i'm pre- i'm preaching right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's what, what i i i like what you just said about we're practicing what you're preaching because we as a professional coach right we if we're coaching is because we believe what we're trying to yeah. say in that moment right and we have to practice that and and it's true right you cannot preach something yeah. that at the end in your your back it's nothing that you're not following so it's it's not credible it's not that worth it from but for our audience here sandeepa uh, where is who is sandeepa as a coach at this time of her life what is she sharing what is she looking for what is you know as a coach uh, right now uh, i am helping a lot of people uh, who are in career transition especially expats around the world mm-hmm. uh, i do a lot of that i also work as a corporate professional trainer and train people in different organizations uh, in their career including work life balance leadership and all those issues and uh, i have found that niche and i enjoy doing that because I uh, I think I am a teacher at first when I started you know mm-hmm. and I love to do that with a group and I especially uh, am working with different uh, colleges and young people around the world because I think if I can make one difference or they can take one thing away from a session I think my job is done so I'm helping out there supporting people and uh, not only in uh, Uh, as a coach but also as a professional in a lot of volunteer organizations also yeah so i'm devoting more and i have a plan to devote more of my time volunteering and giving out and that has become a purpose uh, for me lately yes so is i see your 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 passion in 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 the volunteering 
uh, and the vote that you're you're stating in in, in doing some social volunteering uh, activities, right? Just for your my curiosity, are there any type of not similarity but like approach that you could use as a co professional coach, as well as a social volunteer in activities you perform? Do you do you do some of these activities in both uh, in sector or it's totally different? No, it is the same thing. Like uh, coaching, uh, what I do to professionals, I take it in uh, breakdown sessions, a smaller version of that. Mm -hmm. In the volunteer organizations, like I do like career management, but I put the whole life aspects of like wheel as a career life. And then I make people see how balanced are we or how stressed are we or what are our stressors and all. And uh, that has helped, especially with the young people that I am coaching or helping in volunteer organization, realize, you know, they are under so much pressure right now. These, uh, this generation is under so much pressure than our generation. So I'm helping those people at least figure out, you know, where they are and where, what is the gap and where they can go forward. Yeah, and that is, I think, uh, as a coach, our realization is to make people understand. We cannot teach them, but make them understand. You know, like what is the gap and how they can fulfill it. Yeah, I understand. It can be any gap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you say gen when you're referring generation, it's different generation, right? Which generation are you referring to? Uh, the people I work with, the uh, volunteer organization, they are, uh, let's say, Generation Y or millennials. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, so I have a son who is similar of that age. So now I think I understand them more because I've gone through that cycle. And then, you know, many places like in Nepal where counseling is not even, uh, you know, talked about as like a big taboo, you know, things like that. So when people come and talk in these general issues and all, uh, the these uh, their generation they have so much information, but they have no one to talk to. You know, it oh. is not a proper counseling, but you are just talking and just letting people know things. So th that is the generation I'm talking about. I see. So what would be a a pattern if in, in based on your experience of these different generations that you have encountered in your in, in your coaching journey right you have the millennials you have generation y gen y but what are the others no how, how do you see the, not similarity but the patterns of the differentiation between these individuals when they're talking about their career or their what they've they're trying to find in their realization or identity identity you know, the generation, like from baby boomers to our generation, like if you see, we're more focused on our career. We have made career our sole identity. Yeah. But I think the generation, the, the young generation, I want to call them young because I'm not that young. They are on a holistic approach towards life. You know, they uh -huh. have come to that approach much faster than we have come across Maybe yeah. it took me 35 years to realize that I need to look at other aspects of life. But this, uh, but this generation is very smart and they have realized it like in their 20s, early 20s, early in their careers, that there are other approaches to life. 
Another thing is like for us, it was working in one organization or the brand loyalty, which was there mm. for a long time, you know, yeah. and that is totally changing like the world, the maximum, if they work for two years in one organization, I think we have to say, wow, it's not like eight years or 10 years, the gap, the years have gone down with the yeah. generation. Yeah. And uh, these people are not only looking for uh, financial growth or their uh, personal growth, but they are looking for other aspects. They tend to spend more. They tend to enjoy life more. And they, I think they want, they look for things, new things and recharge them all the time. For us, it was, you know, like, Theory X, we were in Theory X, and most of them are in Theory Y, according to McGregor's model, if you see that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Now I realize, because I'm part of that, uh, we, you know, after Baby Boomers, now that indeed we are more in career. I, I think it's more career-oriented and family and, and the priorities, other priorities are there, but not much as we do. We say that we have a career and we can, and we can make the others follow, sort of. And what I'm hearing from you looks like the new the generation that the younger generation let's put it this way has more in a holistic approach they are more segmented not segmented have different uh able i'm not able to approach different interests and they want it and they want to know they want to learn they want to experience it and and so on like spiritual the the health the traveling the food the work etc yeah I see. And you said a while ago, it's like it's now when you're trying to discover Sandeep, or Sandeep, are you changing as well your your approach in life? As you said, slowing down. Yeah. So we, we are in another way around. We, we are slowing down in our age while the young people had learned how to slow down in their life. No yes. is, that, is that my correct assumption? Very, yeah. Yes, they have learned it early. You know, for us, it maybe it took toll on our health, on our mental health, something... But for them, they are learning to manage it, you know, like many of them. So, But you said that the young generations that you're encountering are having more, am I correct, pressure, you said? Yes. I think it is because of the information and the globalization. Mm -hmm. The world has become too small. Mm. And I think, I feel, and because of that, uh, like uh, maybe in my times, like I have to find a catalog or a magazine to find the top 500 fortunate companies. Now they have it in their fingertips, you know. Yeah. And also because of the social media presence, people are exposing themselves so much. And there's a lot of comparison between the generations, you know, like especially with the young generation, if they can do it or if they can achieve it or not. So I think it is... Uh, pros and cons in everything. But I think they are over-pressured because of the availability of information and yeah. globalization. Yeah. And for a coaching point of view, Sandeepa, about this kind of that generation that you're working with, uh, regardless if it's a volunteer, volunteer social voluntary, or, or paid accounts, right, or clients, what could be your the starting point of that coaching? So our listeners who are millennials as well, or having this kind of age bracket that you're stating, would have this link and a statement. Oh, this is something for me to to consider. Look for a coach. Yes, I, I think uh, I, we all have coaches in our life, voluntary, involuntarily, paid, unpaid. All of mm -hmm. us have that 
Mm-hmm. So uh, the getting to know about the uh, the things, how it works, and getting a help as a coach is always beneficial. You know, I have a lot of coaches in my life. Uh, yes. And I, at my point when I thought I was breaking down, uh, one coach really helped me, and she was the one who put me in this career coaching thing. You know, she did, did, knew my niche and she helped me with it when I thought I couldn't move forward. So I'm a big ambassador of coaches and I think people should find, you know, coaches if uh, they can pay and do that is good. But if even if they cannot pay, find people who can help them, they can listen to and help them grow yes. around you. So there are coaches all around you who just need to identify who and where, you know. I see. You know what? One of my episodes, um, the topic was, well, a bit, no, not the topic, the title I used was People Want to Be Heard. Yes. Do you agree? I totally agree. You know, people want to be heard. Uh, every generation, every age, they want to be heard. So I urge people to tell their story, to tell their, uh, you know, uh, talk about themselves, their feelings, their emotion, their thoughts, these three things more than anything, because I think that will really help them to understand life and be aware, not totally get depressed or, you know, the suicide rate the worldwide is going up so much, even in Nepal, it is so high and it's with the younger generations. So I think if there is one person you can just talk to, it minimizes a lot. So I think we need to be heard because I'm telling my story because I want it to be heard by you yes. and others. Similarly, everybody wants to do that, you know, and yeah. we need people to do that. And the thing is, I, 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 I totally agree about that. Uh, people wants to be heard, uh, but sometimes people are not ready to be, to share you know, what's their inner side or that. And it's the... And that's the not the difficulty. That's the thing that why why we as a coach here, we're trying to state now that we are we are professional coaches. We are here to hear your story, and and, and from there, let's see how can we support each other. And that's what I encourage people. And it's it's, it's not easy. As you, I don't know if you encountered people in your gener- in the generation you're stating, the way they shared things is like piece by piece or bed by bed and anterior yet. Is that correct or? Yes, that is correct. It's very difficult for people to open up. So that's why, like, I always uh, tell people to go and meet people who are professionals and who know how to handle it, you know, because they need a safe and confidential surroundings to do that. Yeah. So most of the time, that's why professional coaches are required because they are they know how to deal with it hmm. rather than just going and sending somebody. And if, if it is not a safe or a confidential surrounding, then it hurts more. Yeah. So that's why people who have done that and who have been trained in that area needs to do it you know, as coaches. So I think it is very difficult for people to share. But once you provide that safe surrounding, I think people open up more. Yeah, totally. Thank you, Sandeepa, for that. So, so the last question of our episode. How is Sandeepa seeing herself in the next, next years in her slowing down and coaching or supporting others? 
I think uh, for me, COVID has been very humbling uh, for me. And uh, so whatever thing is, I am uh, doing a lot. I will be doing more of coaching because I'm an entrepreneur as well. So I'll be cutting down my entrepreneurship, the school business a little bit, and I'll be focusing more on the professional coaching. And I will uh, be, um, because... uh, I have not spent so much time with my family because of a lot of work-related issues. So I'm slowing down in that terms, also spending quality time with my family and decided to travel more, which is which I love. And that makes me happy. And that makes me humble also. Every time I travel, I realize I was a speck of dust time in this universe. So I'm planning to do more of that uh, in the years coming and enrich my experiences, not only through learning, but through traveling as well. So that is my plan for the uh, another two, three years. Lovely. Sandeepa, thank you for sharing your story. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Francisco, for giving me the platform to share. And I hope many people can share stories with you and learn a lot. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. And I hope this is also the starting point of to, for people to encourage them that they, they they have a story, they have to tell their story. Thank you very much, Sandeepa. Thank you, Francisco. Thank you so much. And lovely having you and being here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So as I said, we had Sandeepa. She's like our fellow coach in, in the, based in Nepal. Uh, find your identification is what I got. So my dear listeners, good morning. Good day, good evening. This was another episode of Hashtag From Coach to Coach. Hashtag We Talk on Mondays. This is your host, Francisco. Until then, stay safe. Thank you.